News out of the United Kingdom this morning where former Prime Minister David Cameron is back in government. Amid a reshuffling of the current prime minister's cabinet, Cameron was seen entering Tim Downing Street today to take over as Britain's new foreign secretary. It's it just feels so much like 2011 all over again. The move follows the firing of Home Secretary Suella Braverman. Her ouster was widely expected after she attacked London police, said they favored pro-Palestinian protesters, and wrote all of that in an op-ed for the Times of London last week. Now, of course, Cameron served by, as UK Prime Minister from 2010 to 2016, and the current Foreign Secretary will move into Braverman's role, of course, Fleet Street, as well as the uh, paper of record. Uh, for Morning Joe, the New York Post, uh, crushed that the former prime minister selected was not Boris Johnson, but more. This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. 
Reason's not got a free shot. All these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. It's Monday, 13 November in the year of our Lord, 2023, from a summit in uh, Riyadh uh, to a uh, riot in London that desecrated Remembrance Day to protest in New York City. Uh, We're going to get to all of this. Uh, We've also got the uh, calls for resignation of the head of the RNC. We'll get into that. Morning, Joe, everybody melting down on these articles. Axios, Axios lead story about the effort of the Trump movement, the MAGA movement, to basically get 3,000 members ready to take over the government on the afternoon of the 20th of January, 2025. Paul Danzer, join us. We also know there's not enough votes, surprise, 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 to support a clean CR. Garrett Hake of MSNBC is reporting this right now. We're going to have uh, Russ vote to join us. So we are packed wall-to-wall today uh, on news and information you need. I want to start uh, with, uh, I've got Poso and, and, and Raheem Kassam. Raheem, let me start with you first with um, Suella Braverman, uh, the most MAGA member of the British government. Uh, Braverman's uh, crime, her sin, was to write a piece in the Times of London and his home secretary stand up and say, we are not going to allow these uh, Sharia supremacist jihadists to take over central L- London. We're not going to let them desecrate Remembrance Day. And particularly, we're not going to let them touch monuments. Uh, we are about patriotism. We're about the rule of law. We're about English tradition. And for that, she was fired. And of course, uh, a guy who is uh, is on the payroll of the CCP, as Joe Biden is in Elon Musk, uh, David Cameron, uh, has returned. Is uh, is Joe Scarborough right? I wish it was 2011 again. Uh, Raheem, you and you and Nigel Farage would be in charge. I want to start with you. Then we go to Posick, Poso for a broader strategic overview. What's going on, Raheem? Well, firstly, I I resent the accusation. We're still in charge. Um, but what you really saw walking in there, Steve, this this morning to 10 Downing Street was 2016. It was it was David Cameron. Remember who famously lost so many votes to the UK Independence Party in 2015 that he was forced to pledge a referendum on Britain's membership of the European Union. We got that referendum, and on the 23rd of June 2016, 52-plus percent of Britons voted that they wanted to leave. Um, and, And David Cameron, as a result of that referendum, actually left himself. Um, I, I I have known Cameron for a long time. He is one of the most eligious characters you could get, probably um, second only uh, on, a, on a grand scale in terms of the United Kingdom to Tony Blair. And Tony Blair is rearing his ugly head once again in the Middle East, um, and although that's probably a subject for another day. But but what you're really seeing here is, is, is I think, a lot of kabuki theatre. Suella Braverman has been part of a government that for a very long time now has shown that it is not interested in reducing net migration into the United Kingdom. In fact, migration into the United Kingdom, even in a post-Brexit world, is one of the highest 
highest records, is the highest record it has ever, ever been. Today, under a conservative government, a conservative Britain led by, you know, the, the last 13 years we've had Tory prime minister after Tory prime minister pledging to reduce those numbers year upon year. David Cameron, Theresa May, uh, whatever her name was, it lasted about 12 days. Um, and now Rishi Sunak. And so there's a lot of, I think, uh, faux uh, outrage going on here, and it's all predicated on the next election that's taking place in the UK. Remember, uh, 2024 will be the first time ever that you see a convergence of the European uh, parliamentary elections, uh, British general election, and a US general election. And so it could be all change in the world. Um, of course, China plays a big role in David Cameron's life, so people are heavily scrutinizing that. But I think it's much worse than that. I think David Cameron is not just in the pocket of the Chinese Communist Party, but remember, he is also the man who took the United Kingdom to war on several uh, of, of, of Hillary Clinton's failed um, outings. And I think this uh, is really that point where you see the dovetailing of 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 the the, the war class in the world um, wanting to rig the next elections all across the world. But 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 this is also remember you you the Brexit was to get the sovereignty back to, for the English to get their so sovereignty back. In June of sixteen, we won there, and then in November, President Trump won. That's why this is exactly. What's happening today because the the resurgence and, and coming back of Trump, which we'll get to the, in the second hour, um, it, and it shows you the forces of the globalist never rest. They never rest, Raheem. They, 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 they will they will absolutely try to browbeat the populist nationalist movement, sir. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right, and 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 there are just too many coincidences going on right now. I know you 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 have a phrase about that, but um, you know you've got Nigel Farage who's who's you know out of the mix at the moment because he's doing a reality TV show in Australia. You have the reintroduction of Tommy Robinson into into um, X dot com Twitter society now, and of course you have have running street battles, you know, uh, akin to how it used to be back in sort of 2012, 2013. Um, between Islamist uh, apologists, terror apologists, and, and, and British nationalists. And so it all feels a little too put together. We've seen this movie. Um, I just don't think the establishment is quite ready to see how it ends. Raheem, hang on for one second. Poso, we had the uh, summit in Riyadh. Uh, we've had over the weekend the firefight around the hospital. We're going to get IDF uh, Major Elliot Chadoff is going to join us with Tara Dahl from Gaza or right outside Gaza in a moment. Uh, your thoughts on what's happened over the weekend, brother? Well, Steve, that's exactly right. And the only thing I'd add to the mix as to the flare-ups that we've seen in Israel-Gaza, we're also seeing, of course, uh, this major collapse of the Ukrainian front. The Russians now testing the front in multiple areas. They could possibly be planning. A lot of people are saying that the Russians are planning to capitalize on the collapse of the Ukrainian counteroffensive. Of course, you're seeing the U.S. as Steve, as we've predicted on this program from day one, the U.S. is now throwing the Zelensky regime completely under the bus. Uh, you're seeing in the Washington Post these leaks coming out saying that Nord Stream 2 was actually planned by one of Zelensky's intelligence officers. We, of course, know, thanks to Seymour Hersh's um, excellent reporting on this, that, of course, it had U.S. and British intel backing from CIA MI6. But, of course, they're going to blame all this on the Ukrainians. The Germans, of course, know this, by the way. That's one of the reasons that they've delayed sending their long-range cruise missiles 
and long-range strike capabilities to Ukraine because they know that Ukraine is not a NATO ally and yet uh, participated in this attack on German energy infrastructure. At the same time, Steve, the other thing I'd like to throw into the mix is that we saw yesterday in Spain, and we're going to be covering this on human events, the 2pm hour, we've dedicated the entire hour to this in Spain, hundreds of thousands, I would say all in millions of Spanish patriots took to the streets in over 42 cities, 42 separate cities across Spain, we're talking uh, from Barcelona, Madrid, all over the place, protesting what they're calling a socialist coup. And it started with Vox, but now the center-right People's Party has come in. You've got all sorts of parties that have come in on this now, because what they see is the Socialist Party overthrowing the Constitution and the rule of law in Spain. Uh, and, all, and on top of that, in the defense of Christendom, the fake pope fires uh, the most uh, conservative traditional bishop in the country, Bishop Strickland at Tyler, Texas. We're going to get in all Lugano of it speaking and up go to Gaza him. next in the war room. I know this is hard to believe, but we're up against another government shutdown later this month. And our wise leaders deal with it how they always do, with more spending. While lawmakers are high-fiving, your savings account continues to lose value. Because more spending weakens the dollar. Now end the cycle. Diversify into gold with the help of Birch Gold Group. And listen, when you open a gold IRA for every $10,000 you spend by December 22nd, Birch Gold will send you a free gold bar. Let me repeat that. For every 10000 you spend by December 22nd, Birch Gold will send you a free gold bar. Just text Bannon to 989898 to claim eligibility before Black Friday. Birch Gold can help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a gold IRA for no money out of pocket. And you still get the free gold bar. Don't let your savings become a victim of the further devaluation of the dollar. Remember, the BRICS countries are focused 100% on de-dollarization. Text Bannon to 989898. Receive a free gold information kit and claim your eligibility before Black Friday to receive free gold bars on your qualified purchase. Do it today. Action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, Jack Posobiec from Human Events Daily and, of course, Raheem Kassam um, from National Pulse are going to hang with us. I'm going to come back to them about their perspective. I want to go to just outside Gaza, Tara Dahl. Our, uh, uh, Tara's now over there for RAV. will be covering. Tara, where are you? Set the stage for me. Yeah, hi, Steve. We are about two miles next to the Gaza Strip. So we are in southern Israel, a place that has been completely, everybody has been removed by the IDF. There are no residents here any longer. Israel, remember, has 200,000 um, IDPs right now that have been displaced because this area is completely controlled by the IDF. When we came into this, we had to go through tanks after tanks after tanks. I'm telling you, I've never seen anything like that. I mean, this is Israel is at war, but I am here right now with uh, Major uh, Elliot Chodoff, and he uh, has been serving in the IDF Reserve Unit down here. But he's speaking right now to you as a as a civilian. So, so Major, um, walk us through uh, this extraordinary uh, emergency Arab League meeting 
uh, in Riyadh over the weekend, particularly the fact that the Persians showed up uh, and it seemed like their whole, you know, uh, Erdogan says Jerusalem's our red line. Uh, you've got the uh, Arabs saying that the the uh, Israelis are committing war crimes. You got the Persians saying that we're not going to tolerate this. We're going to we're going to start hitting with our militias from the north. Give me your perspective first. I understand you're speaking as a civilian, but give me your perspective first yes. of this uh, of this uh, Arab League summit. The summit is a mixed bag. You've got a bunch of Arab regimes like Saudi Arabia who are terrified of their neighbors and of their own population. And if not for that, they would have made peace with Israel a long time ago. So they're trying to sort of dance between the raindrops. You have Erdogan of Turkey, who's been a Hamas supporter, after all, he's an Islamist from day one all through the years. And you have Iran, the Persians, as you call them correctly, uh, who are behind the whole thing. I mean, th this is the Death to America crowd who are also attacking American bases in Syria and who are making mischief all around the Middle East and, and all around the world but with with their agents and proxies. So the proxies like the Houthis and, and Hamas and Islamic Jihad and their agents like Hezbollah who are actually directly under their control. So, Major, why, and this is even with Netanyahu, they keep talking about... Um, you know, maybe they're going to empower in Gaza afterwards, the PLO. It seems to me that uh, it appears to me that the Israeli media and the, the senior level of the is Israeli government will not address the central issue here. This is Islamist. This is Sharia supremacism. Yes. Uh, they don't hide it. The, the, yes. the, they don't hide it. The summit was all about that. It unites the Turks in the old Ottoman right. Empire, the Egyptians, the, the Gulf Emirates, the Persians who hate them all. And these people all hate each other. Don't get me wrong. It's not un totally united. It's united by one thing. Sharia Correct. supremacism. Well, but but why? why it, it, every time I'm watching the Israeli media, or I'm seeing Israeli government. They're kind of in this thing like it's a secular thing and, you know, uh, in, you know, we can eventually cut a deal with the PLO. Is that not whistling past the graveyard? In the long run, it is. But in the short run, keep in mind that Israel is also under pressure from the American administration. Uh, you know, that America's way of going to war over the past few decades is going with an exit strategy. I personally believe if you're going in with an exit strategy, don't bother going in, going in, in the first place. Uh, but America wants to hear that. And our mission right now is to destroy Hamas. It's a slow slog. And, of course, Hamas, knowing very well the audience that it's playing for, as I'm sure you, you well know, dug in under the hospitals in Gaza. As a matter of fact, there was a firefight today outside of not Shifa, where their headquarters is, but another hospital in Gaza, Quds Hospital. Um, a Hamas terrorist made the fatal error of firing an RPG at an, at an Israeli tank unit. He and 20 of his friends uh, were taken out by it. Uh, but the hospitals are key because they intentionally dug themselves into there. And we, because we are who we are, are not going to bring the hospitals down on their heads. We're going to go in, we're, we're going to deal with it, but it's a slow process. And every day that it doesn't happen, and I say this analytically, not critically, every day that it doesn't happen, you have the headlines of Israel surrounding hospitals, Israel attacking hospitals, and so on. In other words, for Hamas, there's a certain win-win in it, although ultimately they're, they're going to lose. Uh, Major, um, for an American audience, what, what, make us smart. What, what should we be looking for over the next couple of days or weeks to make sure our audience, because this is MAGA activist, 
What what should we know and be thinking about to make us smart about this whole thing? Okay, there there are two elements I would say to what what we're looking at right now is the immediate, and that's the fighting in Gaza. And here, if I can go back a month, the Israeli military and Israel suffered a, a massive tragedy on Saturday morning, October sixth. The military failed in its mission that morning, and that's that's not a secret. It's not a military secret. It came back very, very quickly, and the more more information is coming out to the public now about how much Hamas really planned to do on that Saturday and Sunday and beyond. And, in fact, within 24 hours, they were utterly defeated. In other words, the army got its act together very quickly, responded very quickly, and defeated them. The next mission, of course, and it's stated clearly, is to destroy Hamas. And also here to make clear, there's a, there's a lot of sort of background noise. You can't destroy Hamas because it's an ideology. That's simply not true. Hamas is an organization, and it can be destroyed. Whether radical Islam can be destroyed as an ideology is an entirely different question. And here I'll, I'll give you a historical throwback. In May 1945, Nazi Germany was destroyed. Nazism was not. So let's start with the organization. We're doing that. We're trying to do it, and so far, very successfully, with a minimum number of casualties on our side. And despite all the press's ravings and rantings, a minimum amount of civilian casualties on the other side, given the scale of the urban operation. So what we're looking at in the next few days is the, is the continuation. I would like to say the finishing, but I, I, I won't go that far, of that job, the, tur- the tunnel networks, the headquarters, the leadership, its installations. That's on the Gaza side. At the same time, we have the beginnings of conflict up north. Uh, The north has been a hot border now almost from the beginning. Hezbollah, frankly, has the horns of a dilemma. It doesn't really want to start a war with Israel right now, especially seeing what we're doing to Hamas. In other words, if on October 6th, they were dreaming about, hey, maybe we can jump into this, as they did in 2006, for example. Uh, By October 8th, they were saying, you know, maybe this isn't such a good idea. On the other hand, they can't remain entirely silent and allow Hamas to be defeated. So what we're seeing on their part is enough action for them to say we are engaged. Nasrallah, in his speeches, said very predictably, our real job is defending Lebanon against Israeli aggression, as if we ever wanted to invade Lebanon for its own, its own right or its own sake. Uh, and in the meantime, we are pushing back very, very hard against them, something we haven't done in years. In other words, for every rocket they fire, every missile they fire, we're pounding them back, but in South Lebanon. In other words, it is in neither of our interests right now, for two different reasons, for this to escalate into a full-scale war in the north with, Lebanon, with Hezbollah in Lebanon. From our point of view, it's because we'd rather not fight a two-front war at, at, at once, uh, and from their point of view, as I said, they're seeing very clearly what we're doing to Hamas, and they don't want the same treatment. Major Chadoff, you talk about, uh, I know it's too premature to think about the entire about Gaza post-war, but we're hearing reports, Sullivan, Blinken, the administration, the Biden regime is trying to bring Qatar into have a major role. And as my colleague Raheem Kassam just mentioned, Tony Blair has now raised his head, and he's on the payroll Qatar. Your, your thoughts, having Qatar, yes. the, the nest of vipers that allows uh, the Muslim Brotherhood uh, and their franchisee Hamas to live $10 billion, life of luxury. They've got the Persians there. They got, it's the, it's the finance, financial capital of radical jihad. How, how is that set with you 
that the Biden regime and Tony Blair, both in the, both associated with Qatar, now want Qatar as a major involvement in Gaza? I think bringing Qatar into Gaza would be a huge mistake. As you said, they're the funders, uh, not only the hosts of the leadership, leadership that's worth billions of dollars individually, each of them, uh, while they're screaming about the poverty of their population in Gaza. Um, as a matter of fact, it, it's interesting, just in a, as an aside, uh, Hezbollah a couple of weeks ago made a comment about Khalid Mashal, the, the head of Hamas sitting, sitting in Qatar, who's worth $5 billion. Uh, they said, he's living in a seven-star hotel and he wants us to go to war for him. So it gives you an idea also of the, the inter, inter-organizational conflict there. Uh, but no, having them in any way in control in Gaza would be an enormous mistake. Now, if Terrible. it's about them sending money for rebuilding under other auspices, I'd have to leave that as an open question because it depends on where and how and under what circumstances and under what auspices. But in there as any sort of political power would be an enormous mistake setting ourselves, setting ourselves up for having to do this again in the future. Uh, Tara, uh, your social media, how do people follow you and all the reporting you're going to do for RAV while you're in Israel on uh, on scene? Yeah, Tara underscore doll on Instagram. Um, and so I'll be here for a couple of weeks reporting, Steve. Uh, hopefully we'll keep you there until this thing is concluded. Hopefully a couple of weeks or maybe longer. Tara Dahl, thank you very much, Major uh, Elliot sooner, Chadoff, Thank Steve, you very sooner. much for the IDF. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate it. Thank you. Um, Poso and uh, Raheem are going to uh, stick with me. We're packed. We're going to talk about the RNC. Caroline Wren and, uh, and uh, uh, others are going to join us. Patty Lyman, I think, from the Commonwealth of Virginia. Others are going to join us about that. We'll be following that. And talking about that, D.C. Drain is going to join us this afternoon. Then we've got to talk about there's already enough votes. MSNBC is reporting already enough Republican no's on this clean CR from, from Speaker Johnson. So his first test, the, the ladder and all the complexity of the ladder, which I think is very well thought through. What's not well thought through, you cannot fund at Nancy Pelosi levels. It's just not it's not feasible. So a lot going on. Paul Dance is going to join us. About taking on the administrative state. Next up, Jack Basobic, Raheem Kassam, be back in a moment. We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. Are you prepared for the unthinkable ahead? We all need to pray for the best, but prepare for the worst. That means stockpiling emergency food before it's too late. Right now, go purchase a three month emergency food kit. From MyPatriotSupply.com, this is the nation's leader in self-reliance. Order your today by going to MyPatriotSupply.com. Every family member needs their own kit when disaster strikes. These three-month kits from MyPatriotSupply.com give you an abundance of delicious meals, providing over 2,000 calories a day. You'll have plenty to eat when everyone else is scavenging empty store shelves. Stock up now because you won't get a warning when disaster hits. Order by 3 o'clock today, and your order ships the same day for free. The unthinkable can happen at a moment's notice. So don't wait for a crisis to hit. Prepare today and become self-reliant no matter what the future holds. And remember to pray. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com, MyPatriotSupply.com. Use your agency. Action, action, action. War Room. 
Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, we're going to get into this in much more detail later, but uh, Speaker Johnson's proposal on the latter, which is to do this in two phases, unfortunately, both phases would be clean CRs. And their theory of the case, this stops for omnibus. We'll explain it all to you in the second hour. But you can't put forward a clean CR. Can't happen. Already six Republicans are no's. That means you would need Democrat votes, at least right now. But the big fight's going to come in the rules committee. We've got Russ vote. We'll break it all down for us in a little while. Raheem, Cutter, you, you, you hear this is raised again, is that they're going to be involved in this entire thing, not just sending money. They want to have a real involvement. You mentioned Tony Blair. Uh, are we just are we just repeating all the mistakes we've made over and over again in this region? Well, look, I mean, m- the answer I have to that isn't going to make anybody particularly happy. Um, the reality of the situation is a lot of these people fled um, their national politics. Uh, Tony Blair, um, Hillary Clinton. Uh, y- you know, you can even go uh, as far as the. Um, you know, the recent Polish elections and see the, seeing the return of the globalists once again. And, and they fled because at, at one point in time, um, populist nationalism had them on the run. Uh, there was there was the, the wind at our backs. Um, it looked like, you know, things were going to going to be a little bit more uh, geared towards the, the national identity and, and securing the, 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 the interests of the nation. But what it ended up happening um, all across the world, whether you look to Italy, quite frankly, you look to um, Brexit Britain, uh, you look to a uh, Trump America, whereby the Republicans at the time, Paul Ryan, Mitch McConnell, so on and so forth, were doing everything they could to stymie it, right? And you you have that famous phrase uh, where you said, look, if you think they're going to just toss you over the keys and, and, and let you get to work, you know, you're, you're, you're dreaming, right? And and unfortunately, a lot of these people have now seen that they've got everything left to play for. You know, they thought they were routed. They've looked behind them and they've realized that, that, that you know, their assailants are no longer there. So they're back and they're back with their noses at the trough. Uh, Tony Blair being being one of the the key swine involved in, in you know, wrecking Britain between the years of 1997 and 2010 and, and, and really passing on the baton to somebody who's back in government today, which is David Cameron. You know, there's been a lot of talk uh, about what's been going on in, in the United Kingdom uh, of late and a lot of talk of Nigel Farage perhaps taking over the Conservative Party. But this is a big FU to that mentality, that mindset and that voter base because yes. David Cameron and Nigel Farage can't be in the same political party. That would be nonsense. Yeah. Uh, you um, got your chops in following radical Islam for many, many years. You wrote the book, incredible book, No Go Zones. Then you came back and wrote a book about Enoch uh, Powell, Brigadier Powell. Um, Spain. Spain is, Spain is the equivalent of the Rio Grande Valley or southern Arizona in the uh, in the conflict in this in this really the illegal migration in, into into uh, Europe. Talk to me about what you've seen in Spain over the last couple of days, because it is, it is awe-inspiring. Well, the Spanish situation is, is bizarre, because you have a, a group of uh, convicted separatists who, who you know, actually tried what, what the media in this country would call an insurrection, right, or, or against their own country several years ago, and and are now being sort of welcomed back into this power sharing deal uh, by by the desperate socialists who are desperate to 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 take and and cling on to power, and and so 
you know, I, there's a lot of there's a lot of the word coup being thrown around nowadays. But this is a closer thing than you'll ever get. Um, you know, it's closer to, to a coup than January 6th ever was. Uh, and yet there's scant coverage about it out there. Uh, and I think that's because of t- for two reasons. Right. Uh, Spain fundamentally has not been particularly a, a, a politically interesting nation uh, in, in, in broad Western parlance for the last 20 or 30 years, at least. And so people find it very difficult to navigate what's going on there. The second part of it is this, you know, the corporate media that wants mass migration, unlimited migration, they know that that is the door into Europe. That is one of the critical paths, one of the critical uh, mechanisms by which, uh, you know, wherever the people are now coming from in majority, whether it's Afghanistan, whether it's um, sub-Saharan Africa and so forth, uh, there are only several routes um, that, that are possible to take. And and so they don't want to shine a light on the fact that a socialist government is committing, uh, you know, what is an effectively a coup um, in a in a modern European nation. So I mean, you know, you can argue whether or not Spain is is entirely like like France or the United Kingdom, but it's up there. And uh, again, I think a lot of the situation we find ourselves in now is a is actually a failure of action on the populist nationalist side, which is why, by the way, I think it's a, a completely germane day to talk about the fact that the RNC winter meeting is, is coming up and it's time to get rid of Ronald McDaniel. And I look forward to that conversation that I understand you'll be having with Caroline Wren, because because those are the sorts of actions that haven't been taken for the last several years and writ large all across the Amen. world. It's why David Cameron's still back in government. It's why Tony Blair's back with his, with his snout in the trough in the Middle East. Uh, and it's why what's going on in Spain is happening. And it's why we have not just a wide open southern border, but 10 million uh, illegal alien invaders. And what's happened in New York City over the weekend, we're shutting down a Grand Central. And remember, they're at Columbus Circle. They're, they're not at the synagogues. They're not. This is not just about Israel and the Jews. They're at Columbus Circle saying that they're that the problem lies in the West, that the problem is the West. Pasobic, you have an Arab uh, you have an Arab League summit. Over the weekend with the Turks, the Persians, and the Arabs united. They come out of there united. Jerusalem's the red line. Um, walk me through this, your perspective, particularly with the ongoing assault in Gaza. And as you know, the, the world's media is playing up the, the hospital. Well, Steve, we talked about this on Saturday on the show, but for folks who missed it, I'll just explain what's going on here, is that what we're seeing are two forces, and and Raheem has done a fantastic job walking us through the geopolitics of it, but we're seeing the forces of the left and the globalist cabal writ large that have come back. They have something called moral clarity. We also see from this Islamic World Summit uh, headed by Erdogan, where he's calling for the rise of the Ummah, the rise of the Islamic world to join together using the Palestinian cause as their uh, causes belli, this idea that they're going to rally behind the Palestinians, not in terms of, you know, troops or actually invasions of Israel, because they're probably not going to do anything like that, but in terms this idea of rising up against the West. They have moral clarity. The problem is the West has lost our moral clarity. We've become soft. The Western church has become soft. Western Christianity has become soft. We've become doubtful of our institutions, and rightly so because our institutions have been infiltrated, but we've also become doubtful and distrustful of our own 
convictions. We say, well, it's better to let people, uh, you know, just be as they are, let things go. I'm just going to do off and do my own thing. And while we've done that, and while this sort of stripe of, I call it conservatarianism has been pushed through the, particularly through the right, but then also mainstreamed into the wider culture in the West, we've allowed ourselves to become susceptible to these groups. Uh, you see it not only in terms of Islamists, you see it in terms of leftists and the SJWs and Chris Rufo and so many people have done great work on that. But you even see this with the environmentalists, that they have moral clarity of their convictions. They believe that their side is morally right. This has been a problem of Western conservatism. It's been a problem of American conservatism, and it continues to be a problem of the people who stand for what I call the forces that are pro-Western civilization. If you are for Western civilization, then you must stop uh, apologizing for Western civilization. You must stop apologizing for the things that we have done to build up where we are today. And you must stop apologizing for the things that we have to do to continue to grow and progress our civilization to the point where we are, yes, uh, number one, cleaning up our cities, like, of course, San Francisco will do for Xi Jinping. So we see that we can do this overnight. And by the way, you're not going to see homeless 10 cities anywhere in China. They have homeless, but they push them outside of cities. Um, we should be colonizing the stars at this point. We should be going up to Mars. We should be going up to the asteroid belt. But instead, we're getting involved in all of these places of the third world, trying to say that this is democracy, that we're going to build it up, we're going to open our borders, we're going to allow all people to come in and create these new people. These are communist beliefs. These are essentially Marxoid-type of arguments. And so this is the problem. We've completely abandoned what it means to uphold Western civilization. It completely abandoned what it means to uphold Christendom. And Steve, this started with the removal of God from the public square. And you've got, you know, Megan Rapino even out there just last night saying that her career ending injury is proof that God doesn't exist. Well, Megan, I'd like to say to you that I believe it's proof that he does. Um, Jack, is, is, would there be any worse time in the world than what's going on to have uh, Joe Biden, who's on the payroll of the CCP, uh, go to the Bay Area as a supplicant and talk about a new TPP? The, the, the Biden administration is coming up with a new Trans-Pacific uh, Partnership that we shot down in the first days of the Trump administration and to reinforce the one China policy with what the CCP is doing in the South China Sea against the Philippines. Is there any worse time? you can imagine for an American, a quote-unquote leader of an American government to do that? Well, Steve, the reason that they're going to the Bay Area is because Xi Jinping is coming to overview his territory because under Gavin Newsom, California has become China-fornia. Uh, they control the vast swaths of influence, not in terms of just the companies and in terms of Silicon Valley, but also in terms of actual land, actual real estate, actual farmland, not just in California, but predominantly in California. You see this time and again. And Joe Biden is simply traveling over there like a vassal. I mean, this this is a guy where, uh, you know, I got a text message from somebody or I saw a text message from somebody over the weekend that says they were at church with Joe Biden. And they said when he goes up for communion, he can't even walk. He just kind of 
kind of shuffles forward step by step. He doesn't even know where he is, Steve. And this is something that, of course, Xi Jinping absolutely loves. He wants his influence to be number one, to be preeminent in America and across the world because he's interested in dominance. Because again, Xi Jinping and China, they put their civilization first. They have moral clarity that they want China and the Chinese Communist Party to win. We, on the other hand, we sit back and we take it again and again and again. And I just, I just ask myself, when are the American people going to stand up and show the fight like the people of Spain are showing us right now? Jack, uh, how do people get to you? You're back in the saddle now. Uh, Human Events Daily, all the social media, where do they go? All right, we're back at 2 p.m. The entire show today is going to be dedicated to the Patriots of Spain, to the Patriot Uprising. We're going to have representatives from Vox actually joining us from Spain on the ground to walk us through the political machinations where this amnesty deal for these terrorists and traitors uh, is being pushed through. And the fact that the EU doesn't seem to care one bit about the socialist government of Spain throwing an election out and throwing out the rule of law in their country, the likes of which haven't been seen in Spain since 1936. It all starts. It's going to be a white hot show today. Human events daily, 2 p.m. Eastern, right here, Real America's Voice. Jack Pasoba, glad to have you back. Thank you for carving time out this morning to join us. Appreciate it. God bless. Raheem, uh, National Pulse and your team, the team you put together, is doing amazing coverage of all this, and particularly this uh, just this terrible, uh, massive protest that took place on um, on uh, Remembrance Day. How do people get to National Pulse? How do they follow you, Raheem? Yeah, thenationalpulse.com is the URL. The National Pulse app in your um, Android or um, Apple app stores. Uh, that way you can get notified of all the news as it breaks. I was delighted that even while at dinner last night, we were the first news outlet to get the uh, the Tim Scott story out, although it broke late at night. Um, small things like that are very gratifying, and, and it's and it's the audience that does it. Uh, we're 100% people funded. So if, if you want real news, if you want it to get bigger, you want the organization to grow, you want more stories, more writers, more detail, go to the nationalpulse.com forward slash war room, sign up today. Your first month is free. If you like it, stay along with us, keep funding us. Um, and we will, and we will take on the you, big corporate establishment. You, you won't like it. You'll love it. Raheem, thank you very much. Keebler elf down with Tim Scott. Back in a moment. There's a lot to be nervous about out there. Open social media or turn on the news. And all you see is crime and societal decay. A lot of people just run out and buy a gun, and then it sits in a safe. If there's ever an emergency, they're not going to be prepared and run the risk of hurting themselves or others. There's no way around it. You need to train, and you need to train often. Unfortunately, it's time-consuming to go to the range, assuming there's even one nearby, and ammo prices are through the roof iTarget was invented so you could practice anytime in the safety and convenience of your own home. Simply download the iTarget Pro app, load your caliber-specific laser bullet into your firearm, and start training. Practice alone, compete with friends, or use it to safely train friends and family who are new to firearms. Go to iTargetPro.com and get 10% off at checkout when you use offer code BANNON. This is the smartest, safest way to train, which is why competitive shooters trust dry fire training as part of their regimen. Get yours today. That's the letter itargetpro.com. That's I 
iTargetPro.com. Offer code Bannon. iTargetPro.com. Action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, Congress is going to come back. There's going to be a massive fight because right now the regime runs out of money and they got to shut down on uh, midnight on the 17th. And, of course, we're taking the hardest line of all. They, nobody's done their work. The House is closed, but it's got to shut down. It's got to shut down until you seal the border and, and start making massive cuts to these deficits. It is what it is. Got to be shut down. Also, she, the two days before, she comes to the Bay Area so that uh, Biden can kowtow to him be a supplicant, and they're the ones that need a bailout from us. Go to, I want to thank Birchgold for sponsoring this. Go to birchgold.com slash Bannon right now and get all the information. Remember, we go through macro here. you got to go through the micro of your own life. Assess it. Think about it. Talk to Philip Patrick and the team, birchgold.com slash Bannon. Tej, uh, Petty Officer Second Class, Tej Gill. Um, the company, it's veterans. Uh, you guys, you're the official coffee of not just the worm, the official coffee of the America First movement. Where do people go get Warpath? That's right. You can go get Warpath Coffee at warpath.coffee. Like Steve said, we're veteran-owned. We're family-operated. We're America First, pro-military, pro-police, pro-freedom. And the best of all, we have the best coffee out there. Just look at the reviews on our website. It's perfectly roasted. Yeah. That's why it tastes so good. We don't burn it, so it's not bitter. It's not acidic. It's packaged great. We super fresh beans. That's it's. We basically we've, we've found the secret sauce to make amazing coffee. So uh, please try it. I guarantee you'll like it. Tejo, I've been a nightmare on this thing, and Tej can tell you because I'm a coffee freak and Tage has just come through knocked it and got my skull and crossbones in the front mariners and i love it the mariners blend is the dark roast baby come on Tage, amazing coffee one more time where do people go and if you put in a promo code warm you get a 15 percent discount day where do they go that's right uh warpath.coffee the website is www.warpath.coffee use promo code war room you get 15 percent off for veterans day weekend but always use promo code WALLROOM. That way you know you're coming from Steve's show. And like like Steve said, big announcement today. We're the official coffee of the War Room. Official coffee of the War Room. We're going to be pushing this every day because you need to get jacked up to get on the ramparts. Thank you very much, Tej. Thank you for co-hosting. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Uh, Trump's at 2 p.m. We're going to be covering the speech live here. We'll be covering the speech live uh, on uh, Real America's Voice. We'll also be on Getter and Rumble, all of ours. As soon as that speech ends at 4 p.m., there's a notification. 4 p.m., I'll be on Getter with Michael Pack, the director. I'm the executive producer. We'll be walking through the really the premiere online of uh, last 600 meters. We will have a formal premiere sometime in the short future but a premiere of The Last 600 Meters. We're going to talk about the film after Trump's speech at 4 p.m. or talk about the film. Then we're going to send you to the site that you can download and watch it. And then when that's finished, we're going to come back and take questions for Michael Pack from the Warren Posse. So I want everybody on this Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. after President Trump's speech. He'll be at 2 p.m. His speech, by the way, is going to be lit. I can tell you that. It's going to be lit. He's got a lot to say about the world situation. He's got a lot to say about our great veterans. He's got a lot to say about how he thinks this thing's being run right now. Don't want to miss that. Michael Pack, um, 
thank you for making this film and thank you for hanging in there. This film has got to be seen more than ever today. And you're right with what's happening in Gaza. If you want to see what the IDF is going through in Gaza, you look at what the Marines, the finest, most heroic fighting force in the history of mankind, the United States Marine Corps, what they went through in second Fallujah is unbelievable. You'll see it all on the last 600 meters, a film directed by Michael Pack, the great documentary filmmaker. Uh, Michael, what, where do they go to your company to get all your films? Where do they go social media? You're going to be with me at 4 p.m. back on Getter and on Rumble. It'll be on my personal, the 5.2 million uh, followers, also in the War Room. 4 p.m. to see Pack and myself introduce the film, and then afterwards we'll come back. I'll be with Michael. We'll be taking questions from the audience. Michael Pack, where do we get all the information about you, the greatest filmmaker in the conservative movement, sir? Well, thank you, Steve. Um, well, the, the company that produced the last 600 meters is Manifold Productions, and its website is manifoldproductions.com. You can find out about our, our previous bunch of films. And then we have recently started a new company called Palladium Pictures, and that's palladiumpictures.com. So we expand and launch new things including an incubator to train young right of center filmmakers, something I hope we have time to get to at some point. And then my own... definitely have you back uh, on about that. It's important for my son not running it, actually. You may remember him as a little baby, Steve. <laughs> That's how he was to feel myself. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up. Uh, so, um, or at least a little kid. He was, you know, I think he was maybe in his teens. So, the, um, you know, you can also... You, you know, you, our last, our la very last documentary was about Clarence Thomas called Created Equal, Clarence Thomas in his own words. And that's streaming in lots of places. And, uh, you can find that find that on our website, but it's at Amazon, but it's also at Fox Nation and Daily Wire and Salem and many other places. The one before that, which Steve also executive produced, is, is called Rick Over, The Birth of Nuclear Power. And that too is streaming on Amazon and other places. So, and my, my Michael Pack underscore, and you know, I think all the films are great, but here on Veterans Day, it's pretty appropriate to be looking at the last 600 meters. This Veterans Day and about going forward, this is a film that will inform people about where we are and where we're going to go. Michael Pack, see you back here at four o'clock. See you in that the war room you. on a special on uh, on Getter. Thank you, brother. Remember, Michael Pack made 15 films for Corporation Public Broadcasting, the only film they never let him release, the only film they never let him release is his greatest film, film about American fighting men and women. The last 600 meters. We're going to premiere it today, and we're going to push this baby hard because you've got to see this to understand where we are in the world today and to understand what IDF is going to go through in Gaza. We're going to leave you with Minstrel Boy from uh, Black Hawk Down. Another uh, another effort of, uh, of American valor. We'll see you back here at 4 o'clock. President Trump at 2. We're back here at 4 on Getter. Michael Pack, Stephen K. Bannessy there.
debt. You go to bed thinking about it. You wake up thinking about it. Now, here's the truth. The system traps you in debt. High interest credit cards and loans make it nearly impossible to pay off your debt. And insane inflation keeps you stuck paycheck to paycheck. Done with debt is your lifeline. Done with debt has an ingenious new strategy to help erase your debt faster and easier than you thought possible. Done with debt analyzes all the debt options you qualify for. They know how to reduce bills. They know how to cut interest rates. Their skilled staff of negotiators know how to get debt out of your life permanently without bankruptcy and without additional loans. Done with debt are the experts in brilliant strategies for eliminating debt, but you need to hurry because some debt solutions are time sensitive. Now, here's how easy they make it. Go to donewithdebt.com. That's donedebt.com. Donewithdebt.com. Go there today. Action, action, action. Stop the worrying. Take action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOMHEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 